Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you as always. And as always, I want to make sure you're weighing in. Help us elevate the conversation and connect some dots today. You can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Weigh in, elevate us, inspire us, enlighten us. Uh, just don't be mean to us. So there you go. <laughs> All right. I am uh, really excited for our next guest. She is uh, one of my favorite writers in the country uh, and probably uh, one of the leading authorities when it comes to family, uh, family policy, uh, family dynamics and impact. Uh, Lois Collins from the Deseret News joins me in studio today. Lois, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for the invite. It's always good to have you here. And and, uh, you wrote a uh, a brilliant column uh, that is on Deseret.com and on our uh, Facebook page. We'll link to that today. Uh, but very personal. A lot of us, uh, especially a lot of us that have been reporting and covering COVID-19 and the pandemic and all the ins and outs of it, uh, it started to impact you in a real personal way recently. And you shared that in a most authentic and courageous way today. Um yeah, it's interesting because from the very beginning of the pandemic, I've been one of the people who've covered it most heavily. And I've looked at it, I've tried to look at it from a human point of view, from what we lose when we're not touching each other, when yeah. we're not connecting with older people, that kind of thing. But it's a very different story for my family right now because my husband's little sister died mm. of COVID-19. And that puts a totally different sense even on conversations and how you take conversations yeah yeah so interesting that uh i, I love the way you shared and the, again your sister-in-law bartola uh who again uh, sadly passed away uh, on august 6th um i, I love your column that you did previously on touch was so interesting that disconnect and and just our interactions uh for our our listeners uh uh, Lois and I kind of own the fifth floor currently because uh, most <laughs> everyone be is is working uh, remotely. Uh, but you should know that Lois uh, dominates the uh, the western side of the fifth floor, and I have the eastern side of the fifth floor. Uh, so we make sure everything's proper. But we're both here at uh, really crazy early hours in the morning. Uh, but we had some good conversations uh, about your sister in law and about the conversations that uh, happened all the way through. Really, it's. It's really interesting to look at the national picture and look at the local picture mm-hmm. and 
and the numbers and then also look at it from a more personal point of view and interesting is not the word I would choose for that. That's really heartbreaking. The the kind of trying to be honest in my reporting and not be sensational in any way right. and at the same time be praying with every other breath that, that this person that I loved a lot would be able to survive a ventilator, that she would be able to breathe, that she would be able to do all these things. And um, it's just a different conversation. And then, of course, there are the same interactions that you've always had with people like on mm-hmm. Facebook. In the column I mentioned that I posted to a friend of mine on Facebook who his family and my family are really interlinked uh-huh. and told him that that Bartola had died of COVID. And one of his friends on Facebook's like, yeah, I doubt it. You know, how do they know it's COVID? Everybody's making up these COVID deaths. It's a political thing. Uh, and that's really painful. Yeah. That's really and – it, and it's really hard not to – be painful to inflict pain right. on someone who does mm. something like that. It's very hard to take a step back and go, well, no, it was lab confirmed. They're reputable labs. They're yeah. known tests. They've all been verified. She died of COVID. We're yeah. not guessing. And he's like, well, how do you know? And it's like, she was my sister-in-law, if it's any of your business. So yeah. it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. And just uh, where people get the audacity to think that that's their job to weigh in on something so personal uh, and to make it political uh, is just a, a sad commentary on where some people, uh, others, you know, take a situation like that and, and use it to rally uh, and have a different there conversation. There are very, very kind people out there. It's also an op- – it was an opportunity for me too as well though to step back and say where do I weigh in mm-hmm. with my perspective yeah. when it's maybe not as helpful as it might be. And I am trying really hard in all this to look at the pain that I might inflict. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a tendency to go into grocery stores and I see somebody with their, their little mask <laughs> below their nose and I want to – it's personal to it. me right yeah. now. I want to <laughs> say, hey, that doesn't do you any good if it's below your nose. You know, yeah. pick it up. And you just have to not. Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah, and th- and that's always the great question that we should all ask before we really say anything. Is is this helpful? Is it kind? Does it move things forward? Is it going to inflict pain? Uh, or is it going to help make some progress? And uh, you also raised a really interesting thing, uh, Lois, that I, again, a, a lot of people haven't thought about it. Some are being forced to think about it. And that is some of those simple things of how do you properly pay tribute and memorialize someone in the middle of a pandemic. And we have not really figured that out yet. There's there's quite a bit of division in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, what's safe, what's not safe? Do we do we have some sort of something over you know, computer? Mm-hmm. Do we wait till spring and all get together? You know, it, it's a little bit akin to when you get together to scatter somebody's ashes. Mm-hmm. When you decide we'll have something special when yeah. when the when. ground thaws yeah. or when whatever. But it's a discussion that has to take into account so many things, including the fact that you can't really do anything without Bartola's mom, and Bartola's mom is 87 years old. Mm. So you really can't do anything. Can't do a big a gathering. Yeah. You've just got to be respectful. Um, a lot of the mourning is pretty private right now. Yeah, and that's an interesting thing too. And you and you've talked about this in so many ways over the years, uh, in terms of what that mourning and and mourning in public versus mourning in private uh, are are very different, uh, especially when you get into the family dynamics. It's 
extremely difficult too with something like COVID where somebody caught something mm-hmm. because there's a tendency to say, where'd you get it? Right. And that's not helpful either. We don't know how mm. how she got it, that there are members of the family that could have gotten COVID any number of ways, just through general life, work. Yeah. Some people work just like you and I work in, in the office. Some people, you know, you, there's just no point. Yeah. So what you do is you keep moving forward. And the, the one thing that I take a special comfort in with her death in particular is that she was so sure that there's something after this life. And she was her very last post before they put her on the ventilator. Mm. They they were getting ready to knock her out and put her on the ventilator. And she says, just a minute, I have to update. And she just gave a little prayer of thanks, a little public oh. prayer of thanks to share with her family and friends. And that means a lot to me. Yeah. Because it's a lot harder to feel bad when you know that somebody was just feeling good about their future yeah. regardless of how it went yeah uh, lois collins from the desert news uh, always great insight uh, many people here in the state and around the country uh, look to your voice uh, on some of these critical issues Pre- appreciate you elevating the conversation and leading us uh, to important principles thanks for joining us today my pleasure thanks all right again that's lois collins you can read her uh, piece on deseret.com or we've got a link to it on our facebook page today uh, Lois is just one of the great thinkers, one of the great writers, and uh, if you haven't taken the time to check out some of her work, uh, you can go do that today at Deseret.com. Uh, and again, all of these conversations, uh, restraint always works. Just because you can say something doesn't mean that you should, uh, and we need to start looking around and slowing down just a little bit. As part of what we try to do on this show is to step back and say, okay, in the midst of a pandemic, what are the right conversations to have? And how do we move it forward from there? All right, we're going to step aside for our last break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the heart and soul of America, where it is. It might surprise you. Come back on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.